1: Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr.
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Everyone knows that song. And if you don't, it's Shaka Khan singing I Am Every Woman. Obviously, I wasn't singing that song, but the young lady that we have on the radio show today, she could easily have written that song because she is by far every woman and then some. Ladies and gentlemen, would like to introduce you to Mrs. Pam Anderson. Pam, welcome to the show. Hello. You there? I'm here. Okay, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Carl.
2: You're welcome, Pam. How are you today? I'm well today. Yeah, yeah. Well, Pam Anderson, Pam is, uh, she is a... Um, corporate financial reporting consultant for the big, 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 big TV and movie industry, and she's uh, worked for a number of of um, in, uh, movie and TV industries, right, over the past 28 years, Pam?
3: Yes, yes. Right.
2: So, so yes. today, what I want to talk about today is transition. I'm 55, uh, even though I look like I'm 25, and act like I'm 18, from what people tell me. Uh, And I have gone through a transition of careers. And and Pam, you are at this point going through some sort of a transition in careers as well, correct? Yes, a
3: huge one, Carl. All
2: right, So tell us a little bit about about your history in financing, where you are now, and then uh, we'll get into the the transition after that.
3: I did a standard accounting and finance degree at Berkeley um, in the business school there. And then I went into one of the CPA firms uh... it was deloitte and touche at the time i think it's only deloitte now Um after that I, uh... my first job in the industry entertainment industry was with fox in its uh, network television production um division and i spent about eight years there and then i had a child and then i I don't know if you guys remember a network called UPN.
0: Mm-hmm, maybe course. you're
3: my age, so maybe you do. Um, after that, uh, the hours in the studio environment are really grueling for an accountant. So with a child, I needed a little bit more balance. So I moved over to UPN, and I was controller there for uh, a couple years. And then the second child was born. And then I had to make a really big choice about, you know, how my kids would be raised. And I decided that I wanted to do it. So, good. I went out on my own at that point and started consulting for the various entertainment companies, as you say. So, well, that would be Fox.
2: Fox, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead.
3: So, in my part of Los Angeles where I live, that's going to be Sony or Fox or CBS.
2: And you've worked that's with all of them, much. right? Or.
3: I work with all of them off and on for the last 20 years now, I guess.
2: So just let but me say for all of those that are listening, she didn't give birth to children. She gave birth to man children. Her kids are from what I understand, incredible human beings. One, one's in college and one's heading to college, right? They're basketball players, soon to be NBA players. We hope <laughs> like to pay Pam and, and Mr. Anderson back for all the investments. Um, how was that, though? Because I know you take a lot of time when you're working, especially doing accounting, especially in entertainment. How was it? How hard was it when you were uh, a, a mother um, and uh, uh, raising your kids and doing that grueling work?
3: Um, you know what? It was, it was pretty tough. But, you know, I got a lot of good training with uh, the multitasking and long hours and um, a lot of effort. Uh, from my time at Cal,
2: actually. Yeah, and, but you weren't—you weren't just. I mean, it's, it's not like you were doing accounting at at some accounting firm. You were doing some pretty big, big time work with some big time numbers at big time studios. So that that must have been just pressure itself. Unless you were just like just the epitome of perfection uh, in everything you <laughs> did. Right. So I mean, it must have been kind of grueling in itself, just working with that type of pressure.
3: Yeah, because the numbers, the risk in the entertainment industry is really high in terms of, uh, you know, something can bomb, and uh, but the dollars invested, you know, are huge for production. You spend $100 million on a movie, and in the first weekend, you know whether, you know, you got a serious problem or not. Mm-hmm. So the need for financial information is really acute, and you're running the scenarios 10 different ways all day, every day, and that's really what makes it. Tough, but um, I think for me the the thing that I really mastered out of that whole experience and even now is my ability to connect with people, to teach them, to motivate them. I mean, I had staff that would have to work to 2 a.m. in the morning for five months out of the year. You know, they have to follow you into these battles, you know, day after day, and you have to be a person that they want to do that with. So I think I'm most, uh, proud of my ability to connect with them, which is probably the, the first seeds that were planted toward the transition I'm making now, I think.
2: All right. So let's talk about that real quick. You, uh, you're making a transition. I want you to tell about it, but, uh, you t- talk about how you decided to take that transition and then we'll talk about what you're actually doing. I mean what was okay. the either what were predicated upon or what was the precursor and and then obviously how that uh how that uh, went over with your family, your husband and, and your children, your man children?
3: Well, this is I tell people all the time, Carl, I have been something else trapped in a CPA's body for decades. Mm. You know, but that's a whole nother, nother show, a re- Pam. Whole nother yeah, that's show a whole right other- but I <laughs> I discovered that for the first time when at about thirty when my first son was born um, when my first son was born my boss was leaving to go start UPN I wasn't following her at the time and so I got a pretty big promotion and responsibility a lot earlier than I expected at thirty two years old I'm promoted to director of financial reporting and I suddenly get to sit in those meetings that I used to see her go off to, that I used to help prepare her for, Mm -hmm. that seemed like the promised land. (laughs)
2: Looking through the window with your face pressed up against the window.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and I would just be, and then, Carl, I'm telling you, the first day I was the one that sat in that seat, and in one of those meetings it was the single most uh, profound Anti climax! Wow, that I've ever seen, that I've ever experienced, Mm -hmm. and it literally—that's so—that was my first midlife crisis. I think at 32 32 years old. I realized, wait a minute, I have done nothing but educate myself and be trained to do nothing but this. Yeah, because entertainment accounting is very specific, and this is not ringing my bell. I'm 32 years old. I got to work till at least 65. What am I going to do? Wow. So
2: it started as far back as 32 years old when you're 32 years old, 20 years or more,
3: 20 years or more. But Mm -hmm. I just was in a situation where now I got one baby and then another one came and my husband goes to law school. I have to be the breadwinner for a while. So a change wasn't possible. I still needed to earn the money that I needed to earn. But uh, that was the very first glimpse and it scared me to death. I'm like, "Oh my god." Okay. So
2: so let's talk about that change real quick. We're going to go into a break in a couple of minutes, but let's just okay. for a minute, let's talk about why the change. I mean, you have a power position. You're obviously very good at it and very successful at it. People obviously respect you for what you do for your job and you do and you do mm-hmm. very well. Why the change?
3: Well, when I got about closer to 50, like maybe 47, I just I just could not Uh, I knew that there was something else. I knew that I needed to be doing something else to kind of help people. And I just couldn't tolerate anymore the hours I was spending locked in an office on Excel or in meetings. It started to really feel like, okay, there's something the world needs from me, and I got to deal with this now. You just get to an age where helping people becomes more important. You're self-actualized, all of that. And it was just time,
2: and so. and the time to now. Let me say this, so I can f- figure it out. And then, so so your change consisted of um, you doing psychotherapy uh, and mm-hmm. counseling with individual couples and families, right? In private practice, uh, uh, and you're working uh, with yes. student athletes and and other students at the university. Um, yes, and and so that's a huge change going from a powerhouse accounting. To now doing family therapy. Do you think that the work that you did at the account, doing the accounting work was actually uh, the precursor to you saying, okay, I'm good at this. I can counsel people. I've worked with all these folks. Uh, In a minute or less, let's talk about a little bit about, uh, about that, and then we'll after the break we'll come back and we'll just kind of delve into your change.
3: Yeah, um, it's like I said, I always was understaffed. I always was having to hire people that didn't have entertainment experience, so I had to learn to teach. I had to learn to develop and grow people to survive my financial reporting life and to succeed there. So that was the beginning of it where I just start to see the first glimpses of my true self, Mm -hmm. what I loved.
2: And that is?
3: And that is uh, facilitating the growth and healing of others. I guess that's my jam,
2: Carl. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your jam right now is helping others, especially like a like a life coach, go through make changes uh, in the same way that you're doing, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Listen, we're we're talking to Pam Anderson. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. We're gonna take a break real quick, but uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about the choices that she's made, her journey, and we'll talk about how uh, how we all need to to think about that uh, when we get over 50. Uh, We shall return in a moment. And now,
1: back to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
2: A little uh, Mary J for those um, true R&B lovers and so we're talking to Pam Anderson today, and uh, even though uh, Mary J. says she won't change her life, Pam is actually changing her life right now. She's going through this transition that a lot of folks uh, are are thinking about if and uh, doing themselves. I went through a transition about four years ago, and I think it's a marvelous thing whether you do it on the side or you just actually change your career. Um, so, so Pam Anderson who is uh, changing from being a uh, financial consultant uh, to being a marriage and family therapist. That's a big change. Uh, Why the choice?
3: Why the choice? Um, I think that I was a born and bred therapist, Carl, honestly. And like I said, it just, some situations had to, uh, you know, kind of force me to get to the place where I had enough courage to um, just nurture that in me
1: Mm
3: -hmm. um so do you you counsel your family
2: do you counsel your husband counsel your kids and their friends
3: well not so much that directly but in my family of origin that was kind of my role Mm -hmm. keep every manage everybody's emotions keep everything running smooth take care of everyone else
2: okay now how good is that journey of yours how how good how do you feel about making the change Um, and what do you really think you're doing? Uh, Do you think you're being positive in the lives of these people? Do you think you're helping them in their change, in their transitions, whatever it is? Uh, how positive or, or negative do you think the, the new work, the therapy?
3: The new work, let's start with the negative, um, which is nothing, really. Uh, the negative of the new work is uh, something they call compassion fatigue, okay, which I do run into from time to time. Cause keep in mind, I still work full-time as a consultant. <laughs> so whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it after hours and on the weekend. Um, so there are times when you know you're basically a container for the pain and the narrative and everything of other people, and that can get you have to find a way to empty that mm. um, or it can take away from you so um that's that's the only negative, but I have learning um to manage that self care is the cure for that, which I'm becoming the queen of, so I'm going to be okay there um The positives are endless, okay? First of all, it is such, I, an accountant, okay, and I mean hardcore accountant, okay, get to now be an artist, okay, because that's what therapy is. It's about being an artist in the room. You have to be be creative, um, uh, but without being a starving artist, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll have a license, I'll be able to earn money, In a more consistent way than someone that fills up a canvas but I get to be creative that's awesome Um, and an example of that is you know a person walks in the room and I may have a plan of what I'm going to do with them today but I have to be open to sitting there and being able to follow their lead and join them Mm -hmm. and see what they need and that's that's just an exhilarating experience for me the other thing is it is such a it's like a sacred privilege to be able to sit with people right in the middle of their suffering sometimes which that is what it is a lot of the time. Um you mentioned coaching but a lot of time people are in pain and to just be able to sit in that with them to contain that for them and to literally watch them heal Mm. before my eyes. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you can see the bear of your fruit right there uh, immediately.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Sometimes, you know, because there are people that come in, I may see a file, I may see the situation and go, ooh, I don't know. But then three, four sessions down the road, they're saying or doing something nonverbally that I never expected. And it's
2: just... So that makes it easy for you right since you have such a, an immediate gratification uh when you yes. do uh, the work it makes yes. it easy for you to think okay this is this is going to make an easy transition what about other folks you think that it's harder for other people uh if they want to go from an accountant to running their own business or or you know oh, yeah. uh, you, how, what would you tell them what what's the one thing you would tell me if i was if i wanted to be a, go be a plumber but i'm i'm working as a Engineer for a radio station right now.
3: Um, I would say, uh, you know, get the plunger and and take the leap of faith because what is on the other side? I always like to say uh, when my kids were playing football, I used to say I used to yell at them, "The big fish are in the deep water, mm. right?" Like I wanted them in the backfield if they were on defense, right? Get back there, right? right? But um, the shallow end just does not have that much meat in it. Mm and even if wow, the plumber thing seriously i mean the big game fishing and everything is in the deep water
2: mm-hmm. so so jump um, right on in huh
3: just jump in even if you don't end up being a plumber you're going to meet a version of yourself that you would never otherwise get to meet
2: yeah so what about you the res- are you do you like the new you that's in the deep water and what about the response from your family do they like the new you, or are they saying, Mom, come on, man, you know, that's that's $100,000 less you're making today.
3: Yeah, yeah. I love the new me. Um, it is the first true version of me that I think I've ever met and seen, but it scares everyone else to death. Really? Because again, I'm the giver. I'm the in 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 my giving capacity. I'm the ATM. You know, whatever anybody needs, I always have it.
2: Your husband's successful, though. Your your husband's a city attorney down in LA. I, I shouldn't uh, yeah. say that, but he he's a successful attorney. He works. um yes. And uh, does he does he support you in your transition? I mean, and I know he does. I'm pretty sure he does. But but does he think it's a good idea? Do he think, hey, you know what's going on? Are you going through a, some sort of... A you transition? know what?
3: Um, the the great thing about my husband is that he would never interfere with anything. He doesn't even necessarily question, um, but he doesn't also understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm cool with you not understanding. But he does. He he's you know he goes with the flow, and I'm grateful. For that, that he doesn't, you know, act like I'm crazy or something. There are very, <laughs> there are quite a few people that come right out and say you're crazy, yeah. and why are you doing this? I hear that every day. I have to defend. That's why I love that Mary J. song. Yeah, um, you know, I'm fine.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yes. So, I'm so,
2: gonna- what's this? What's the difference between psychotherapy counseling um, mm-hmm. and just, I guess, regular therapy counseling?
3: Okay, well, it's probably counseling and psychotherapy. Psychotherapy is just, uh, okay, here's my analogy I give my clients. Let's say you cut your hand. Everything your hand needs to heal, it already has. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't put a Band-Aid on it, even if you needed stitches, it would heal ugly, but it would close up, Mm -hmm. right? Therapy, psychotherapists are the neosporin and the Band-Aid.
2: Oh, wow, okay. So it's Aiden and abetting.
3: I, I just sit on top there, and I facilitate, I create an environment so the germs don't take over and all of that, but your natural strengths and your, whatever you got going on is going to come through, and I'm just going to facilitate it. Yeah. Okay? That's very interesting.
2: Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that's very interesting. Go ahead. Please finish.
3: And so that's psychotherapy. That means you just, you stay out of the room, you let the person heal themselves and you facilitate it. You point out the blind spots that they're not seeing, but you are leading them through their, to their own healing, which they're really facilitating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Counseling is like career counseling, uh, academic counseling is how I relate to that. That is actually giving people advice. You're the expert and you are giving them information that they don't already have and you're giving them advice. A therapist it's never to give advice. Okay. Never.
2: So so let me ask you this. We got we got to, in 30 seconds or less. Uh-huh. Tell me, what do you love? What do you absolutely love about you? 30 seconds or less. What do you absolutely love about you? I um, love What floats
3: your I boat? I love, uh, it's like I said, just watching something that I never thought would happen, happen in the room for a person and being able to witness it. Mm. It's the witness part. Mm-hmm. Witnessing the... Growth and healing of other people, it's just like watching a great movie, the best script, the best lighting the best everything it's It's just, amazing
2: and and you you you're sort of like the do you would could I call you the psychotherapy whisper you could call me the people whisper <laughs> the people whisper. Yes. Mrs. Pamela Anderson, the people whisperer. I'm not sure if yes. uh, if people can can call you if you take referrals, but but if if they can, um how do they reach you? Can they reach you of your email or phone? Uh, if someone uh, or you do you just what? do I'm referrals psych- right now?
3: I'm on Psychology Today. Oh. So you can look up my name and I'll be right there.
2: Psychology Today, look up Miss Pam today. Anderson and if you especially Pam if you're having um, um couples and you do couples and you do family uh in private practice. So if I yes. came in with my daughter and my son and they were fighting all the time, you could sit there and 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 uh, and uh put on the Neo with tape. us and, and facilitate? Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Put on the Neosporin.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, I'm very honored, Pam, that you took the time out to talk to us today. This is what you do is encouraging. Um what you have done to change uh, careers is encouraging. Uh, if anyone is interested in doing it, I I do encourage you to uh, to take that step, like you say, and jump jump in the deep water. Don't be afraid of jumping in the deep water, two feet or head first, however you go. We're talking to Pam Anderson. It has been a pleasure talking to you. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. And next week we won't have Pam Anderson on the show. <laughs> Pam, thank you for calling in. Thank you, Carl. You have a uh, blessed weekend, and uh, we uh, hope that Carl Davis will be be back next week.
1: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis, Jr., and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.